0: It's are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one. we know that we are as well big j cole says is the, the Rafino and joe show is that the new skip and um uh, shannon i hope not because one of us has got to be skip and i hope i don't do a podcast <laughs> either i and i hope i ain't skip <laughs> hopefully i'm shannon and he has so many on his podcast and the girl says she's got 35 bodies and i got to drink a bottle of hen dog to uh, calm my nerves. You're not here to listen to me tonight in reference to Rafino Josho, which just got over 2,000 subscribers on the tube. Go over to YouTube, Rafino Josho, subscribe, and listen. You're here tonight in reference to what happened this past Saturday against Ole Miss. We got a Rufino's Ransom store for you. Carter Bryant joins us in his slot like he does every Monday at 7.30, I am going to get to the Saints because they got to fire Pete Carmichael. That It's a must or at least demote him. Okay? We got so much LSU stuff that we have to talk about, though, tonight because Brian Kelly met with the media. It's a lot of part of our Rafinos rants and what we have to discuss. We'll preview a little bit of Missouri. Not a lot, but a little. Here tonight because we'll talk a lot about Missouri. We will turn the after tonight's show. We turn the page from Ole Miss to Mizzou, but we got to recap what just happened. Now we did that in the post game. Go over to the post game if you want to listen. It was lively. Two hours, the longest show in AYS history. That's not a draft show. The longest post game show we did. We took in live callers. So, yeah, we got a lot to discuss. Uh, Michael Morse said, my bad, Pooh, uh, sends a $4.99 super chat, says Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, where is everybody watching us from tonight? Put that inside of the Rudy Crew chat. He says Shreveport, Louisiana. BK is over it with the press conference he put on today. It seems that way. It seems it seems that way. We're gonna discuss it. We will discuss it. No punches are gonna be. Uh, uh, what's the saying, Pooh Bear? No punches are gonna be uh, 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 wasted. Or we're not. we I mean, look. We gotta talk about the real stuff. If you can't have the discussion about the real stuff, then what are we doing here? Then what are we doing here? We do that. Here tonight, looking forward to Carter Bryant joining us at 7 30. Galvez. Oh, but that's Ann Marshall right there. 318 31 Great is in the building. Yes, it is. Christian says, Galvez. Lake Charles. Birmingham, Alabama, says Ken. Ryan says, Downtown offshore in the GOM. Okay. Offshore, I dig it. I dig it. Manchester, Tennessee, the 9 3 1. South Carolina says Aaron Miller. Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Man, that's gotta be hot. It ain't hot as it is down here. Michael, and I appreciate it. He's in the 318 as well. The 318 represents this show pretty lively, man. I gotta admit, they do. They do. Thank you, Mike, for the super chat. Kari Hayes says that P-D, that P-Fence, not defense the P-Fence, pause, don't act like R. Kelly in here. <laughs> needs to be flushed. Well, R. Kelly wasn't flushing nothing. Uh, Blake Quibido says needs some blood pressure meds after that show with Joe. Probably do. Car you know I'm just drip, Yeah. He had a whole thing with a midget in the closet. Remember that? (laughs) The cherry pie? That's his words, not mine. Jason Hughes says, should had Pete Jenkins months ago. Well, we'll talk about the Pete Jenkins thing. Guys, I got to admit, I don't think Pete Jenkins means a whole lot. I mean... I think he will help you. I think he will help you identify some things that you've got to do defensively. If you think Pete Jenkins walking through that door is going to help you a lot on Saturday, it might in the first quarter. But when players get t- tired, they go back to what they know. I like Pete Jenkins. Now, in a couple of weeks, a month, yeah, things will. he will help you in different areas. And one week, he's not going to make a drastic change. I love Pete Jenkins. Have always loved Pete. But to think that he's going to make a massive change in one week, in my personal opinion, is a little crazy. It's a little crazy. We'll talk about it, though. We'll talk about it, uh, though. Uh, Shade Terrio says, Ooh. I don't know. Defuniac Springs, Texas. I hope I did that right. LaRose Monroe are both in the building. Both in the building. Adam says, "Only think, or probably says means only thing. The only thing that makes my life complete is when I turn your face into a toilet seat." First off, pause. Second off, man, you're about to get married, man. Do that with your do that with your significant other, not me. <laughs> All right. Just the Dude says, I would put Blake on the air, but, quote unquote, he is just learning the position. Yeah. I mean, guys, we are 785 episodes into this. I I believe that we're past the word experience. Now, maybe we get to 1,000 um, next year sometime, maybe. Um, but yeah, we got to talk about... Brian Kelly said that he has guys that are inexperienced guys. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a bold-faced lie. He's got dudes with experience. Now, guys that are playing significant snaps for the first time, that might not be a lie, but playing you're not playing enough freshmen to say that you're not playing you're playing inexperienced dudes. It's a lie. We'll talk about that. All right. We got a lot to discuss. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell wherever you listen to podcast, Rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate you doing all that. If you're watching us on TV, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Since we do have a lot to discuss, let's get to a break. Don't go anywhere. It's about to get lively. We do that next. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, that's Believe50, five zero to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. Tell me, you a good friend. play Rafina. Sit you on by. We're, We're back. back. <laughs> Unfortunately, our defense isn't. That is the unfortunate part in reference to LSU. We don't have time to waste, so let's get right into it. Guys, in my lifetime, now I know, I know that maybe I have not been alive long enough to speak on this, but I've been alive long enough to have seen the most historic run in LSU's football history, starting with Saban in 2000 when he got here winning a title in 2003, less winning one in 2007 with that unit, Watching them even go back in 2011 with that team and defense. Watching Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Terrace Marshall—you name them—them them winning one in 19. What is absolutely chaotic to me after sleeping on this for 24 hours is that you have the most barring 2019 the second best offense that LSU has ever seen in its entirety. Running game, offensive line, wide receivers, quarterback, you name it, they are prolific. Some of these statistical stats, which Brian Kelly talked about today, are starting to line up with that 2019 team. Now, Jaden has, I think, four less touchdowns than Joe Burrow did, at this time but Joe Burrow this time last year in 2019 played Vandy didn't play Ole Miss and his defense at the end at Ole Miss wound up bailing him out with getting a couple of stops even though John Rice Plumley scored another touchdown I know that you and we'll bring in Carter he did the film breakdown I know that we need to talk about defense I know that the DBs Guys, they're getting lost in coverage. Now, Brian Kelly was asked today about, yeah, we're doing different things, and I don't think he was pressed hard enough. He was not – you know, uh, maybe we got to go to these press conferences. Why are corners playing off so much? Why are you not, pun intended, sending the house more? You can't get to Jackson Dart with four pass rushers. You didn't all night. You did not do it all night. You couldn't find a game plan to stop them. Brian Kelly said today that they missed and counted 34 missed tackles. 34 missed tackles. A quarterback like Jackson Dart throwing for 389 yards, quite honestly, doesn't chat my ass, pause, but doesn't piss me off. More than allowing 317 rushing yards on the ground. Nothing pisses me off more. Since Brian Kelly said that we should be pissed off about that performance. Okay, well, sounds good. If you're giving me the freebie to be pissed off, well, I'm not pissed off. Thirty-four missed tackles. At some point, you, nobody likes to talk about personnel. And I get it. Boy, you can't put down on the players. Guys, they missed 34 tackles. At some point, you had to say, okay, well, this guy's not playing good enough. That guy is not playing good enough. But there is no reason on planet Earth why you should have... An offense that is this prolific, this prolific, and man, you got a defense that's that bad. Well, Blake, what about LSU and Florida State? I'm old enough to remember when LSU against the best defense that they saw, not named Clemson, they only scored 23 points. You're going to have games like that even to start the year. It doesn't matter. When you face good teams, you're going to have games like that. Jaden Daniels is going off. He has 1,710 rushing yards. I mean, passing yards, excuse me. He is accumulating, per through five games, 400 total yards, and four touchdowns. Your quarterback gave you a performance of a lifetime. A performance of for the ages. And you didn't have the idea or creativity enough to change something up defensively. At some point, it is tackling is what it is. It is about want to. Your front seven got manhandled by arguably the worst offensive line that they will see moving forward. And, yeah, I'm talking about Army, too. Because all Army does is run the ball up and down people's throats. Some people would say what Army's doing right now is what you call a gag order because they're running it down people's throats so much. But the bottom line in all of this is, if you cannot find a way to fix things defensively, you're gonna get your ass kicked again. Missouri might do it. We do not have a player on this team. I don't know if we have a coach not named Brian Kelly on this team that can come up with a right game plan to stop Luther Burton. I don't. Now you're going to get mad at me and say, Blake's going fully nuclear. Yeah, a little bit. If I'm allowed to be pissed off, then let's be pissed off. Your front seven allowed for uh, uh, just for whatever reason, uh, want to, not being in the right gaps, not getting lined up, properly. Blown coverages in the back end. I know that LSU's offense was scoring at will and not giving you a lot of time to catch your breath. I get it. But we're talking about the worst defensive performance maybe ever. Now, Mississippi State's quarterback, K.J. Costello, in 2020 did throw for 658 yards, and some of you want Corey Raymond back. I digress. But the bottom line is, you got to change something defensively. Whether that is personnel, which Brian Kelly talked about a little bit today, you got to change things up schematically. You have to. There is not – there has not been – Multiple things change schematically. There, I mean, guys, you watch the games. Some of you are, I don't want to say casual fans, because you come in this show, you watch the show religiously, and we appreciate every time that you do that, that you decide to spend your time watching our show. But one thing is four hundred percent certain I did watch the film. We have watched the games. You've changed up some things here and there, but the same shit and philosophies that you're running against Arkansas you took to the next week, you're running an odd man front on the defense. You cannot do that without a motherfucker like Tyler Shelvin. There I said it. You cannot do it. Guys, the long run from Quinchon Juckins. That wind up in that drive, he would go on and get a score. They had Makai Wingo at the nose. Makai Wingo is six foot, 295 pounds. If you're gonna put a nose there, put Jordan Jefferson. He's 6'3, 315 godforsaken pounds. But you decided that some reason that putting a dude that's not touching 300 pounds and that was about to get triple team to the second level was good enough to be able to stop the run. By the way, he almost did it. What broke me as a fan, what broke me, Is the simple, uh, the passing yards, it is what it is. Guys, you're not good enough there. They whiffed. They whiffed on some of these guys in the portal. Let's call it what it is. They can't cover. Deuce Chestnut's not even on on the plane to go to the games anymore. What's so wild to me is that you are doing things that make no sense. Brian Kelly was asked about experience. He's not necessarily wrong. Jared Bernard Converse has seen more football than Denver Harris in his entire life. Not really, but you get what I'm saying. Makai Garner was a fifth-year senior. Joe Fouché was a six-year guy. Greg Brooks was a 55th year guy. You had dudes in the back end that had played a crap load of football. A crap load of football. You don't have that here. That unit last year that you got out of the portal bailed you out so much. By the way, dudes from Louisiana, not from Illinois. They whiffed. To some extent. Because, guys, we're almost halfway through. Next Saturday when that ball tees off in Como at 11 a.m., you're halfway through the year. You are halfway through the year when that happens. And you don't have an answer for anything in your defensive backfield. And by the way, Luther Burden is probably and arguably the best wide receiver in the SEC. And you don't have an answer. You're not going to have an answer. Before I get to these super chats, I was asked a question about Madhouse and his employment. I am not the guy to run out here and start saying, fire this guy, fire that guy, fire this guy. I was probably the last person to say fire Paul Maneri when it was all said and done. And I don't care. I'm fine with that. I'm all right with that. I don't like saying to fire somebody. But you're on your final straw. You are on your final straw. Not having guys like Deshaun Womack in the game. Guys, you can't generate a pass rush with Ovia Gofu any goddamn way. You got to do something different. It does not matter what you do. I don't care if Peter Pan and what was Peter Pan's little pixie dust friend, Tinkerbell. I don't give a flying hell if Tinkerbell has to play strong safety for you. You got to figure something out. You got to change something up. If you cannot get to the quarterback with rushing four dudes, if they're going to blow the coverages week week after week after week after week, Guys, they're blowing man-to-man coverages. Brian Kelly acknowledged the fact today that they are blowing it in man-to-man coverages. If you have a guy that cannot line up in man-to-man coverage, I don't know what to tell you. Like that is elementary shit. Elementary shit. The biggest thing that I hate Is that if you had an offense like last year's, you're just not a good team. Okay. Cool. But you have the second most prolific offense in our team's history. Let's get to some of these super chats. Michael Morse back-to-back says, or here's one. Um, so for nine ninety nine says go man on man in coverage with the quarterback running back spy. Then send everyone else on the blitz shouldn't have to cover near as long, and it shouldn't. It, it could not possibly be worse than what you're already doing. It's what me and Carter talked about off the air, which we're about to talk about now. You're gonna have to. You cannot let guys like Jackson Dart now th- like the Watkins touchdown, the one that was over the middle of the field, number eleven, I don't know if a blitz gets home for that because he's so wide open. I don't know what has to be changed. Because I at the end of the day, I don't know the calls, but I can make a pretty good judgment call on what I'm seeing. Thank you, Michael, for the super chat. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Thank you, Michael, for the super chat. Uh, George Seal, what's up, my man? Good friend, right here, guys. George Seal he says, "I'm on the boat in Beaumont. JD is having a Heisman year, and it's being wasted by a defense that has zero heart. Go, fig, got to figure out how to slow down the bleeding." Thank you, George, for the super chat. I agree with him. You're wasting one of the best years you can have. You're wasting it. on And losing to a team like Ole Miss. Th- guys, we talked about this on Thursday of last week. If your defensive line cannot get after Ole Miss's offensive line, you were in for a long night. And boy, were you. That O-line had, Tulane had that O-line looking like shit. Tulane. Like Tulane, guys. Tulane. The green wave. Statistically speaking, this is worse than Polini in twenty. Statistically speaking. So we had so many conversations about. Well, it's Jaden Daniels' fault. What and what on God's green earth does he have to do to win a football game? What else can he do? The rollout play, guys. You're lucky. You are lucky that you, that play wasn't going to work anyway. Because I went and watched it today. The ref was about the sideline judge or the side judge was about to throw the flag if that ball was completed the simple nature that jaden ran it is why the flag didn't get thrown in the first place cuz you can't have a pick play when the ball's run you you can't he was about to throw it and jaden saw it 700 yards of total defense or total offense For Ole Miss. Good on them. But the last thing I'll say before we get to Carter Bryant, because we need to go to him now. To the Ole Miss fan base, you are classless. Throwing shit on the field, you are classless. You puffed, huffed, and puffed, and blew the house down, you little piggies, when Tennessee threw shit at you. And then, Jacob. I pray to God somebody say something to Jacoby and Guillory about a fan getting in his face and saying "F you" when they storm the field. We will go. We will battle. Speaking of John, speaking of battle, where's John Battle when you need him? But (laughs) (laughs) hey, bro, y'all remember John Battle at A and M giving that guy the one two, Kevin Falk with the one two. You know who I know does remember it? Carter the Power Bryant. We talked to him. Let's talk more about this game. What can LSU do? Is there anything LSU can do? We talk about that next. He will sell your house and find you anew. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Down 9550008. Just go
1: 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight.
0: By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Ruffino at AYS. We're back! three hundred and seventeen yards on the ground three hundred and seventeen yards on the ground carter the power bryant joins us every single monday at 7 30 give the man a clap carter
1: what are we going to do yeah so let's start with um Just a few, like, just tendencies. So, you look at Jackson Dart, and you look at his passing chart. I was able to see it from SEC Cat a little bit earlier, Blake, and um, he completed three passes through the air, 11 yards or more. So, it wasn't as if this historic, and I know that makes everybody just mad when you say historic, but that's what happened. So, we should have played
0: bump and run coverage.
1: You could do that, or you could do – the very simple aspect of tackling. You could just tackle people. And part of the issue, Blake, all right, I understand that everyone has shared the PFF stat, 30 plus, well, they only had 17. LSU counted over 30. I had over 30 as well. 34 missed tackles. Right. It wasn't that there were missed tackles, Blake. It wasn't just that. It's how easy the missed tackles are, okay? Normally, when a player misses a tackle, okay, it's hard. It's hard to run somebody over. It is hard to juke someone out of your shoes. That is oftentimes, Blake, what differentiates me with certain skill position players. When I get you the football, can you make a guy miss? Because you can't block everybody. Okay, it wasn't just, and I want everyone to just to go back and rewatch the game. I know as painful as that may be, it's how easy the missed tackles were. We were offering no resistance whatsoever on most of these, right? When they would juke us out of our shoes, we wouldn't be close, right? If we even got contact to miss a tackle, they would still be able to maintain top speed. So, It was that bad. That was the thing that really stood out to me. Now, I understand Matt House was still really bad. But the truth is, Blake, you cannot play defense if you can't do the number one thing a defense is supposed to do, which is tackle. Boy, ain't that the truth. you've, You've got to do better. And even if you don't bring the guy down, show a little bit more fight. Show a little bit more. Don't just get clean misses that's what you see when big teams go up against fcs level teams so as of this point blake i totally agree with you this i was listening to you before this this is worse than the uh the 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 polini years durante years any years that this is the worst lsu defense of all time
0: all right with that statement what do you do now okay so, now let me the first let, let me, no, let, me pre- let me preview on something that you and I talked about yesterday very quickly. I know that you don't want to do this, but the ultimate goal in every single game is to win it, right? Like every single aspect is to come out of every game with a W. Do you just slow the game down offensively? Is that your only option or is there something that you can do defensively that can help?
1: Yeah, so I understood Your argument, we brought this up, you know, via a lengthy phone call yesterday. Should you run the football more and try to shorten the game? And the answer to that is no. I wouldn't do it for this reason. You always want Jaden and the offense to play this well. You don't want to slow the game down and ruin the rhythm that they have right now. That is the hardest thing to do, which is score. The issue here, Blake, is a point that you've made, a point that I've made. And I think every single person watching this has made. You don't need to play excellent defense, right? It is still crazy to think. It is still crazy to think that LSU still You need a below-average defense, a below-average. I, I, I really do mean this. Any LSU defense pre-2020, any single one of them, any single one of them, Heck, get the defense from the 30s when they had leather helmets and and, and played with the Chinese. Back yeah, 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 any get one the Chinese bandits. Get the bandits back. Any one of their in their current state, any one of those defenses uh would have won this game. That just lets you know how bad they are. Um, LSU is the third best offense in all of college football, and adjusted opponent an adjusted EPA per play. They're the second worst defense. Only UMass has a worse defense in all of college football. Now, this is, yeah. You know, I see a lot of people in the chat. Well, no, Doug Carter, tackling needs to get better. What are some things you would recommend do? Well, the first thing you have to do is find out who can't play, who is actively hurting you the most individually, who isn't picking this scheme up. Now, the issue, Blake, is a lot of people are playing atrociously bad. So let's just do a little process of elimination, Who are some guys that are playing so unbelievably well right now in this defense that you can't take off the field? Well, at this point, Whit Weeks was my best defensive player on the field this past weekend. He has got to play, and it's not so much that he's got to play Blake. It's he was significantly better than the other two starting linebackers Mm -hmm. that we were playing in Omar Spates and Greg Penn. So we have to start with Whit Weeks It's LSU's best linebacker. Now is he going to have some bad games? Yes, he's a true freshman. This is hard for him, okay? This is hard for anybody who's a true freshman. But a fifth-year senior in Omar Spates is not playing well, and Greg Penn, who slipped a lot. I know it's an excuse, but he did slip a lot in this game. He had an awful game. He just did. Now, up to this point, Blake, Greg Penn has been really good. He had one bad game. So I do think you need to start in the middle right there with Whit Weeks and Greg Penn being your linebackers. And then from there, it gets tougher as you move backwards in the secondary I I think at this point Andre Sam still is your best DB even though his game was bad versus Ole Miss it wasn't the worst so that is a guy I think needs to be a part of this and then you got to start asking some really serious questions about the defensive line none of them had a good game not a single one of them I I would say Blake here's the problem that I have with the D line Carter all right yeah
0: what in the outright shit are we doing running the odd man front? You're not an odd man team. You do and, and then Carter, the one where Junkins did the little spin move and found the crease.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Makai yeah. Wingo's playing the nose. Yeah. He's six, he's he's six foot on his best day, 295 pounds. On his best day. And we're putting the smallest defender on that position group, on the nose.
1: Mm. Well,
0: what are we doing?
1: Yeah, I, it's it's a good point, Blake. And I honestly think that... You did
0: the film breakdown. Am my line, right. was he or was he not on the nose?
1: He was. And on that run in particular, I, I don't know what the defensive line was doing, Blake. I really don't. The... Uh, Savion Jones ran He's running Wingo. a stunt.
0: He's running a stunt and nobody else on the defensive front is running a stunt. The right. only reason that they figured it out was Makai Wingo was like, oh, shit, if he's going to do it, I might as well go and fill the B-gap.
1: Right. And that is what you don't want happening. You want everyone to be in cohesion with each other at, at that portion. Okay? Um, you know – this this was a tough game for for Mason as well and what else is just, new what else is new is, and i will also say this Blake they they played 88 plays defensively and their legs are going to be so heavy going into this next week's game um the, the schematically i will say this i do think Madhouse is a major issue at this point i also think individually Blake and this is a very strong thing to say about a team, but I can say this because I was around LSU a lot in 2010 and 2011 around those secondaries that were the best secondaries we've. Shout honestly, out
0: Brandon and, Taylor, I might add.
1: Right, right, yeah. So Brandon Taylor, who you know, I, I interviewed Brandon Taylor probably more than anyone on that team that year. Those guys were so smart individually as football players. They had put very high football IQ to the point. Brandon's one you know, of the they, probably one
0: of the smartest football minds. That LSU has on their staff, and he's right. not even on their football staff. Staff.
1: Oh, you're talking about currently.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he's on the radio staff. I mean, he's yeah, technically employed yeah. by LSU. That's. I mean, and I, I got to be honest, Carter. What does Brandon Taylor know that Robert Steeples or what does Robert Steeple's know that Brandon Taylor doesn't?
1: Well, yeah. No. I mean, probably very little other other than coaching the guys every day. The issue, Blake, is – so those units really knew the game. And situationally, Blake, this defense is not smart, okay? To me – so I, when when I put together a, a film study, I always say this. I'm not a coach. I'm not as smart as any of those coaches. I'm not as smart as any of those players. They know all the calls, what they're supposed to do, and all of that. What I can tell you, though, is there are universal things you need to do in certain situations, the lowest graded play for me going into this game, the the, the biggest play that affected LSU season was Kyron Lacey dropping that pass versus Florida State. Okay, it was such, and a and he big had play. a
0: crucial job on that last drive,
1: and he and he had crucial, yeah, he had crucial, yeah, and he also had a crucial drop at the end of the the, the second quarter as well. Um, but that is no longer it. The biggest mistake was Denver Harris's missed tackle on the third and eleven. When you had him short of the line to gain, and he tried to make a spectacular tackle, left his feet, and just missed it. And there it was, Be careful.
0: Um, They'll come after you over Denver now.
1: Yeah, I know. And and this comes from someone that was very excited that Denver had transferred over here. And he has all the tools. But situationally, you just honestly have to wrap the guy up and just ride him out of bounds. He jumped up tried to wrestle the guy down and make one of these spectacular Troy Polamalu type plays. And you don't even need to bring him in uh, on the ground right there. If you just wrap him up, you, you, he can't go forward on a comeback route. It's impossible. Back his back is turned. He has no momentum. If you just wrap him up, he's, he, he, he can't, he's definitely not getting the first down there. And instead, cause the the missed tackle was so clean, Blake it ended up being a 40 plus yard gain. And we're up by nine. Okay. You make that stop right there, at least you're making them earn driving down the field in that situation. So that was just not a good, like, IQ football player. There's no need to try and make the spectacular tackle right there. So it's individually understanding what you need to do in certain situations that is really hurting this team as well. I do just want to say this,
0: okay? Okay. You come on this show regardless of what's going on, barring us going to a College World Series, and we're doing every postgame show. Yeah, of course. What did I say about this offense in the in the off season?
1: Oh, you said they were special.
0: Did I or did I not say that they'd be the best offense in the SEC? No,
1: you were. You were right okay. You're right.
0: It doesn't matter because going back to your point of the conversation that we had. In reference to, do you slow this offense down? Carter, you don't have a choice.
1: Okay, so we disagree
0: here. We disagree here. That's fine. Whether – I mean, the reason I say this is is because you cannot allow 55 points. You cannot allow for them that run 94 plays. Right? right? Like, you gotta give your defense some semblance of a chance, okay? But here's the problem. It's not Mike Dimbrock's responsibility, nor is it Jane Daniels' responsibility to do that. If a guy's okay. wide open, Carter, they were trying to do that in the second half. Ole Miss scored three points in the third quarter, and I thought to myself, okay, well, they're gonna slow it down a little bit because go back and look at it. 55 points, three of them, only three came in the third quarter. They go back, they go away from it. I think it was Logan Diggs had 10 carries in that, in that quarter. And, and Carter, you took the lead. You also had a third down stop and you got a three and out. So to some semblance, I'm like, okay, well, the only stops you're getting is when you slow things down. I'm not telling you not to go out there and score and throw it all over the place, but instead of 36 seconds on the field, can you make it three minutes and 36 seconds?
1: I was trying to do a a, that's what she said joke after that, but I just couldn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, listen—
0: I get what well, you're saying in the reference that that's what she said. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. But no, there, he, you got to do – because Carter, is there any – yes or no question. Is there anything you can really change defensively from a personnel standpoint? No.
1: No. I mean, you can't. But the goal of football, the first the first and most important thing to do is score. I'm like not
0: telling them to ball. completely slow down. But on critical early downs, instead of throwing an inside fade – Run the inside fade next because Logan Diggs is not going to the house. He's not going for forty-five and a tutty. His right. longest run on the on the season is twenty-one yards.
1: Yeah, and his longest run versus Ole Miss was thirteen. So, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because I, if you run that clock
0: down, let's say you snap the ball with just five seconds, you've taken a half, well over a half of a minute off that clock. Right, right like get- there there comes some gamemanship that you got to do there. now let me ask you a dumb question. Let's hear it. I don't think it's dumb, but I know others who will obliterate me for this take. Brian Kelly doesn't have to tell Mike denbrock a fucking thing anymore. There's not one thing that they can do better offensively that Mike Denbrock and Joe Sloan can't handle. It's nothing. No, I agree. Yeah. You call defenses for 15 years of your life, get back to it. As much as you're spending your time offensively, it's time for you to walk to the other field and start giving it to it defensively.
1: Yeah, and honestly, Blake, part of – all of this is, is on Brian Kelly to a certain extent as well, because he, he did make the decision. Uh, obviously the Jimmy Lindsay situation. He can't, uh, he the, can't do. I mean, like, yeah. th- 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 I mean. There's nothing you can do about that. Nothing you can do. But I, I would have thought a little bit longer about who did what, as far as the coaches uh, doing what responsibilities. And he admitted today that – well, they needed to bring in Pete Jenkins' help with the defensive line because there's a lot on John Jancic's plate. You know, I know it's a collaborative effort with the special teams, but you know, you go from being an analyst, then you're doing special teams and jack linebacker. Now you're not really doing the jack anymore. You're doing special teams and the defensive line coach, and it, it it all just got kind of got jumbled. And I think you could see it: the defense is just not well versed in front. Dynamics, run-fitting assignments were just all over the place versus Ole Miss. So I I do like bringing in somebody to help with the defensive line, and I agree with you. I do think Brian Kelly does need to spend more time coaching on the defensive side of the football. Um, And I do agree with giving Matt House another game at least, calling the plays, but – if you are Brian Kelly, you're not really worried about the offense. You're, you're worried about the defense going into next week. Uh, a couple
0: of super chats here. Nola Grizz says, I know we have to lick our wounds after that performance Saturday, listen to the postgame feedback, but I can't wait to move on to Missouri talk. Hashtag Carter the send a house back to the house. All right, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we're going to actually talk about that next. We're going to talk about a little Missouri next. Adam Abair says, Blake Carter, how much does Brooks going down have to do with the defense going to crap? I got to be honest, it would help some in the leadership and some coverage. Outside of that, Carter, he's not. I mean, th- that front seven still gives up 317 yards on the ground. Yeah, I, I mean, so
1: I, I, I. Th- I th- and and this isn't just me trying to get like sentimental points or anything like that. This is just strictly from a football standpoint. I'm happy that Greg Brooks is getting better. I think the thumbs
0: massive. up thing very quickly that Brian Kelly. So can we hold on one sec? The, the thing, him having motor skills and understanding is a massive thing. So yeah, Greg yeah. Brooks, we're right there with you, buddy. Let's just yeah. talk about that, okay?
1: And he is he the loss is massive. It it really is. The defense is missing some bite. I I don't think that this defense plays in the back end as withered and tired as they were in this game if he is out on the field, because that's just who he is. He's a leader. He's a dog. And it would also allow Andre Sam to play more nickel, which Which I think is is what he needs to be doing. Right. so Why
0: they have him playing safety.
1: Carter, he was the most
0: prolific Group of five slot player in the country last year. Pro Football Focus
1: rated, right. And you and moved him they... to
0: safety because you don't want to play uh, Ryan Yates.
1: Yeah, and it's it's just more snaps for Sage Ryan, who has consistently been just tough, despite what huh. any great. Yeah, uh, despite don't what. Be any careful great on the... stat
0: lines you you
1: read, right. Uh, I I I would issue a warning on. on I warning. mean, you
0: went to the first quarter and found his first missed tackle that they said didn't happen.
1: Right. I I was very very perplexed by that, but still, um, yeah. I I, I think I think Greg Brooks. It's a good question, Adam. Uh, it's a massive loss. It it just is, and it's not necessarily. I'm not, I'm not saying that Greg. I'm not saying Greg Brooks is Jamal Adams. I'm not saying Greg Brooks is is anything like that. It's just numbers at this point. Right. And he is a guy that I could trust, and and you wouldn't. I don't think you'd be seeing as many missed tackles now as if he was out there.
0: Well, and I mean, like, look at plays that he had against like Auburn. He I mean he won you the right. game against Auburn. All yeah. right, let's no, preview absolutely. a little bit, Carter, about Missouri. I'm so nervous about this one and you and I got to give you as the kids say today I got to give you your flowers on something last year you came on the show and said that the only two teams in the last 20 years that had won back-to-back road games at least in the SEC with however you said it is 2019 LSU and 2022 Georgia well LSU just faced a back-to-back or coming on one on the back-to-back pause. But on the first one, they lost. And the second one, we don't know yet. Going into Missouri, man, I'm nervous about this game after what just happened because Luther Burden might be the best receiver in the country.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Blake, I, I did a video on this game uh, in February about how much the Missouri game, how this, you know Missouri plays a lot at 11 a.m. home games.
0: Carter, I had him as the second-best team in the East.
1: People yeah, called me an
0: idiot. I had them as the second best team in the East.
1: Yeah, it's 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 going it's going to be tough. It's it's not a place that is you know unbelievably hostile, but rarely do you see teams play at their absolute best when they go there. And it it's it's going to be a tough game. You know, you get back in as Brian Kelly said today at two in the morning. Got to get back on a plane eleven in the morning. I was also very bullish on Missouri going into the season, uh, as well. They're well coached. Uh, you know, Blake Baker, you know, is going to be really fired up to coach this game, obviously for a lot of reasons. And uh, it's 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 going to, it's going to be a hard game. It just is. And I know LSU sitting at a, a seven-point favorite. SP Plus says Missouri actually has a one-point favorite. So it's it's. It's just a tough spot in the schedule, and it's not necessarily like, for instance, if Bama beats Texas A and M this weekend, they, they all have a back-to-back road game. It's not necessarily that; it's just an. I don't think they win team. this week. I don't think so either. I, I think A and M wins. Yeah, uh, I, I I think so too. I think A and M's the best team in the West right now. So, yeah, it's huh. it's going. Wonder to who real. told you that was coming. Well, I, I I had them on the overwind total. I really I really I really like Texas A and M uh, going into the season. Their so. dean
0: line is insane. It's insane.
1: Yeah, they're good.
0: Back to Missouri. If you take away Luther Burden in whatever way that you think that you can, and you actually are able to do it, they got other dudes that can beat you too. Right. So, I, Carter, what's what's the game plan in something like this? What do you? What do you do? Because I really don't know of a solution. I, I really can't sit here, Carter, with, a, with in confidence. Like I, I, I'm so on Mondays. I you know this. I watch the film. I start writing down my keys to victory, my five keys to victory every week. I have no idea what to write down defensively. I have zero clue.
1: Yeah. So this is what I would do. All right.
0: I know what you're about to say. I know what you're about to say.
1: Now, let's see it. I'm, I'm interested. Where is it?
0: You'd go amoeba. Go amoeba. Ah, ah, You'd ah. go amoeba. You would. You. I mean, Carter. You gotta. You gotta be more aggressive.
1: Yeah. I. What here? Here's here's what I would do, is on clear first and 10 second and long situations and stuff like that. I, I would force Missouri to run the football, give them light boxes, right? Because at this point, we know that our pass defense isn't great. A pass is always going to be more productive than a run. So let's see if they can consistently run the football on LSU, Missouri has Cody Schrader, very solid between <laughs> the tackle and running back. Is it pretty good football player? Um, but he, he's not a Judkins level player, he doesn't have the same explosiveness as Ulysses Bentley. But as you said, Missouri's got other guys as well. And the other thing I would do, Blake, is you know, the Ryan Yates play once again, it was fourth down. This was the only instance where else you really did this. I, I would just go zero blitz at this point for this reason, okay. Now, you can't run this, obviously, on every play. You got to do it. You can't,
0: and you have to have a safety over the top. Like, you're not completely bailing on zero blitz. I think what you're trying to say is you got to generate pressure in other ways and stuff like that. You, you can go zero free. You can go man free, okay? It's what you got to do. And Carter, quite honestly, you got to go to Ryan Yates and say, listen, young man, absolutely nothing gets behind you.
1: Okay, so I, I disagree. Just just zero it. No safety over the top. Then just, you're gonna get killed.
0: You're gonna get because I don't know. I, I don't know if Terrence Welsh. I don't know if he knows the plays at this current moment.
1: But that that's the that's a good thing about that's a good thing about zero is there there is no play. You you just guard the man. Carter, There's he
0: already more. messed up man to man this week.
1: Remember exactly? We, I, I so, sent so, you the so, on the crossing so, route. So so, here, so so you don't play him. My my thing is at this point. You, you can't play if you can't tackle, right? Well, you can't Nathan play great. if you don't know the plays, right? So I I would not play him. I he, he had a great first drive. He had a great first drive. Hell of a first drive. I got I got excited, and then after that he 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 went was, he went to Rudy Poutet. Yeah, he it, it was it was tough, right? First real game action. Though you give him a little leeway. I do. I I I now I'm not saying do that on every snap, but there's two things that you know are going to happen if you if you do that okay the first thing is somebody is going to get home okay somebody's gonna get home <laughs> yeah. you're always gonna have more you're always gonna have more than one person that they can block and the second thing that's going to happen is there cannot be a coverage bus now if you make one tackler miss it's a touchdown but so be it you're not stopping them anyway and it gives the football back to the offense I I don't know at this point I I would do it more often though, because it did get you off the field uh, one time, and I w- I would try it four or five times. It helps. See, let's see if it works. And you would be shocked at how often offenses are shell shocked when you get very aggressive and crowd the line like crazy. Um, one thing about Brady Cook though is he can move. He, he is hell he yeah. And threat. you know
0: what he ain't going to do? Let me tell you what he's not going to do.
1: He is not going to turn the football over. Right. Now, I don't think he's going to hurtle a guy. I don't ever want to see a quarterback hurdling this.
0: Okay, can we, talk that, about, can we talk about a couple plays really quickly?
1: Yeah, let's go for it. That it. broke me. Yeah, no, that one. Yeah, that, that hurt.
0: First me. and 19, and you got Jackson Dart and his Theta Chi having ass hurdling <laughs> somebody. Theta Chi till he dies. He's screaming Theta Chi till he dies when he's, ju- he's hurdling Andre
1: Sam. Theta Chi never dies. He had a toga party that night. Hell yeah, he, he, he did. Was like, he, he, was, he was hurtling.
0: You ever seen uh, Blue Mountain State?
1: I've not. Okay, I'm not. well, he had
0: as what, you know, one of their guys on their football team said, <laughs> he's having a party in his pants because he just hurdled somebody.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that one that – one, when when people start doing the highlight stuff it's just it's just crazy now I know we are I know we are running out of time but I do want to shout out personally Jaden and the offense putting it together okay one Chilling more
0: up. one more play i I've, okay so a couple things number 1 i know that you said you thought the questions today in the press conference were good i thought they were completely ass he got the first question was a complete lob the second one do you run dual coverage what are we doing all right, what, uh, are we, what are we doing? But I've seen this on this beat way too much. You got people out here blaming Jaden Daniels' fumble for you losing the game. You got, I know. So here's the truth. I went back and watched even the rollout play. The ref was about to throw the flag because it was a pick. If if Jane throws that ball to Neighbors, he has got go back and watch it. He has got hand on flag and he is throw, he's going to throw it. The reason he doesn't is because Jane runs. And Jane I think thought maybe I'm fast enough to get to the outside and get the first down. I really believe that. And you know what else I don't hate? I don't hate. Everybody hates the play call. Okay, I'm with you. Jaden had been cooking up to that. You know what the play was designed to? You're getting Malik Neighbors, your best offensive weapon, the football. Now, I yeah. thought that they were going to run the ball twice because Brian Kelly likes to run the ball on fourth and six, third and six, third and seven, so he's fourth and manageable. I thought that they were going to do that. But anybody, Carter, anybody on this planet, blaming the offense and Jane Daniels for any fumble or not throw there at the end. That is complete and utter asinine. In my opinion, what do you think?
1: No, I agree. It's, it's, it's a small piece of what Brian Kelly said at the end of the game, which is yes, the offense still had a chance to, to win it, it. And if the ball gets completed to Malik and they don't throw the flag for the pick, then it's a brilliant play call. Obviously, you're running it against the defensive coordinator you ran it against last year to win the game. I, I I, I will say this, okay? Ryan Kelly was not good on that drive, all right? So the second play of the drive, all right, or or, or of that sequence was coming off an injury, and they ran the play with 28 seconds left to go on the play clock. In that situation, I'm not the biggest believer in just bleeding the play clock all the way down. Just have your offense play in rhythm. In that situation, you have to let that clock bleed all the way down because there was a stoppage in play. There is no benefit of, of going fast there. Um, and then, obviously, on that second down play, there was – I don't know if there was an option to, to pull it and throw to Malik. If there was and Jaden elects to do it, the game is over on that play because Malik is probably running in for a touchdown. The third down play call, I I liked, I I did. I, he does he does not. You know how I know he doesn't? Why? Because
0: the tight end went to the second level and is already in run in run mode. Like he's there, like at the mesh, right? So, right. so, so I so,
1: so you so you think the second down call was an automatic run?
0: I I cannot fathom it. Not I know that you talked about it. I cannot fathom because Mason Mason Taylor's there. He doesn't even chip. Like, he's already breaking down at the backer when James in his, like, I guess you could call it a four-port reads, catch, go, read, deliver. He was in the deliver stage, okay, and he's got to make a decision, and Mason Taylor's already there. And his hand, like, Carter,
1: his hand, he's already have pulled his right hand. Right. So are you talking about you're talking about the second down or the third down play?
0: The second down the second down play where okay. he gave it and I think he got six. Is that was that a third down?
1: No, okay. So the first the first down play was Jaden pulling and he picked up six yards. And that was Okay, right okay, okay, okay. Okay, so so Markway was on the field. I think Taylor came in, came back in on That's third right, down. That's right, because Taylor
0: had okay. Taylor got hurt from the wind right. getting knocked
1: out. That's right. 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 So so the thing that we don't know, maybe you know, I don't. I don't I don't know. Was 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 the second down play just a handoff all the way. Oh, I don't if know. If it yeah, yeah, it's impossible to know. And then the third down <laughs> call, I was fine with it, especially coming out of a timeout. It's a play that everybody giving Malik LH.
0: the ball. You're trying to get Malik the right. ball.
1: Right. And and it it's it it, it was there. I think Jaden should have ripped it. But that was to me the only mistake that Jaden made the entire game. There were some other misthrows throws in the game. Um but maybe like one or two. There was one on the final drive to. What to, he's to,
0: doing with what he's doing with Brian Thomas right now is unconscious, unconscionable.
1: Right. Yeah. And the one the the one thing I would say about Brian Kelly and and this, if there was one thing I could say to him, okay, and I've said it on my show repeatedly, I'll say it here, is okay. So you go back to the Arkansas game the week before, and it was in the first half, second quarter, they had a fourth and eleven. All right. And they punted the football away. Okay. Colorado State made the same mistake to Colorado. If you're going to take a delay a game penalty and you're going to punt the football away, you have got to, on that fourth down, keep your offense on the field and try to draw them off sides. You just do. And teams just don't do it. So they had the chance to do it versus Arkansas. I don't know why you don't go for it on fourth and seven. And then it lends itself to this next discussion. Should Brian Kelly have gone for it? Now, Koki Raleigh asked a question right after the press conference. I'm glad that he did. He should have gone for it. Now, this is where I will defend Brian Kelly to a certain extent. Okay. I think he was a little shell shocked because the play happened right in front of him. He was standing right in front of everything that was happening. And I think he was a little shocked that Jaden didn't throw it to Malik. So that obviously probably perplexed him. And, a hard thing to do when you're going for it on fourth down is there was a huge pile. So Jaden was up in the air as a huge Making pile. Making a bad throw. Right. So now you got to get everybody back into the huddle and try to set up for a fourth down play that you probably weren't prepared for. You were probably thinking on that play, Blake, that there is no way that this play is gaining negative yardage, but it did. It cost him two and a half yards, right? right. I'll defend Brian Kelly just a little bit. I still agree with you. You've got to go for it. You just do. Ole Miss has a really good field goal kicker. They only needed three points to win the game. So it's not just that your defense has to stop them. They've got to stop them even better than what they hadn't been stopping them. Right? All they need is a field goal. They don't need a touchdown in this situation. The issue, though, is I don't think Brian Kelly was prepared to see that play lose yardage. And then if you go for it, with the pile being the way that it was, you're probably having to burn another timeout. So what I would have done, Blake, is in that situation, kind of like what they should have done versus Arkansas the week before, is at least hard count it. We know that Ole Miss likes to jump off sides. They did um, in this game. They, they did again, and, and they didn't call it. You have to do that in that situation. And then you could see, well, okay, they jumped off sides. out fourth and two. We're definitely going for it. So um, th- he should have gone for it. He, he just should have. It would have been a radical decision. But, number one, the public would have backed it. That's the main reason why a lot of coaches don't want to do it is because it's very unconventional. Anybody with a pulse would have told you that the LSU defense wouldn't stopping anyone. And, Blake, you have an increased sample of... Of the defense not stopping anybody in the second half. Well, because and you're not running went, to
0: play to bleed clock. If they scored, right. then you still have more time.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. So, also, something else is you did not stop them versus Arkansas in the second half. You did not stop Florida State in the second half. Okay? Your second half defense has a large sample size of being awful. So... In this spot, you've got to let Jaden decide to win the game, even though Jaden had one of his worst plays on that third down. So I think going for it, and Brian Kelly is one of my favorite coaches when it comes to fourth down decision making. He's a very aggressive, analytic, sharp mind. Blake, I'll tell you this: the fourth down model that I use, um, it's from my buddy Jared D. Lee. He actually said his model said for them to punt, but that model does not include that the defense stinks and your offense is yeah, playing. Analytics ungodly. doesn't have the feel of the game. Right. Right. You 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 you've you've got to go for it. You you've just got to go for it. And I've given Brian Kelly a lot of credit for going against the books. Last year versus Arkansas. Last year LSU, against Bama. Twice. Right. Yeah. So LSU had a fourth and one to win the game versus Arkansas last year. And the the computers say go for it. But the offense had sucked and Harold Perkins was playing unbelievable and he said look he go decide the game, and he did. Okay. Let your best player decide the game. And I think Jaden, I mean, hell, we averaged eight yards per play. You needed seven <laughs> to the, the game. So just Oh just my play, God. Let Jaden and Malik uh decide it. Now let me ask you this. And I want the chat to answer this. We as can well.
0: go a little bit longer because this is a special this is a special deal. I'll
1: all the I'm other sorry. segments are out. Like we can we can well, go a little bit well. longer. My, my my wife did burgers tonight, so I don't know how my, I'm, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about. All right, one right last now. thing. One last thing. I'll no, 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 no. I, I I would I would like your thoughts because you, you you know Chris as well. Did you think Chris was catching that? I ball? did. I did too. You know why I did? Too.
0: Because wow. he broke the state record in high jump.
1: Right. Like out of anyone on the team, and you
0: and you know what else? You know what else? So here's a couple things I want to say offensively because we have not talked offense at all.
1: Yeah, let's all
0: right, Kyron Lacey is such a unicorn that name a time that Kyron Lacey really hasn't been open. Like name a time that he just like when he's thrown the football, he's got a really good chance of catching it. But Carter, but yeah. But Carter, I got to tell you something. The drops drive me insane. Yeah, I'm with you. they like. The one at the at the end of the second quarter when you're trying to get the field goal, the one at the end of the game, he made a fantastic catch. But Carter, I felt like he didn't have a choice but to catch the fade route that he caught.
1: Yeah, it was it was right. There. It was literally it, he just
0: bro, on your film breakdown, Carter, he literally does this. <laughs> it's like a newborn baby when it's out the womb. Okay? He just had to legitimately do this. Jane put it on a mother bleeping dying. Yeah. That drives me insane. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, if you're not going to stop him anyway, I just, I don't know because I don't think that you have an answer for Luther Burden. I the truth is this week your Jane Daniels is going to have to go perfect again, Carter. There were two games. So let's think about this. In back-to-back games, he had a stretch where he went 15 of 15. All right? Arkansas He had a stretch going into the 10th possession. All right, so let's count this for just a minute. Hold on one second because I have it right here. I want to read this to you. He started off the 10th possession 21 of 22. You know what he did? He threw – he goes 22 of 23 because he throws a 10-yard one. He throws – so he goes 24 of 25, Taylor for 14 yards. Logan digs touchdown on a run. Eleventh possession, his first drop of the day was Kylin Jackson. He hadn't had an incompletion in two and a half hours.
1: Kylin Jackson.
0: I mean, uh, Caleb Jackson.
1: Okay, yeah, Caleb Jackson. Okay. Yeah, no, it was he
0: a went twenty-four of twenty-five, and we still lost.
1: Mm. It's crazy. It's crazy how good he's playing. And I, I, I do believe Chris was actually going to come down with that. I do believe it was pass interference. They're never calling it there. He's They're hurt. Never he's out. It. And and I hate that he got banged up because that yeah. was a brute. I mean, he was so high up in the air. The ball was so perfectly thrown, too. But
0: you know what? We would feel so good because we won the game, but it, w- I would have felt the same exact way. Oh, me, too. Me too. And I would have felt the same exact – the winning and losing doesn't change how I feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I kind of wanted Chris to catch it, just to see how LSU fans would have reacted to it. Oh, they would say, because, well, you have
0: those kinds of games. So at least we can right? have an offense to do it. At least we have the offense to do it. You technically had to win a game like that against Alabama in 19.
1: Yeah, so it's um, – it's 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 interesting. Howard, what what play did I not look at? I'm I'm interested. He uh, saw neighbors uh, fall in the middle of I the I don't play. even know um Howard. Whatever.
0: Uh Carter did not look at the look at that play. He saw neighbors fall in the middle of the field, not the third down play.
1: Oh, I think he's talking about the tweet I had earlier today about player slipping or LSU no, he, players slipping No, he
0: he did. Brian Thomas Jr. almost slipped on the third down conversion. Carter, how about this? How about this? You want to talk about horrifically bad? Did you know against Florida State, Arkansas and um Florida State, Arkansas and uh Ole Miss that LSU on third down defensively is 60.5% on third That's down?
1: Crazy. And what makes it even worse, Blake? Is even if it's a lot 10%, of- they they're they're, they're they're they might be undefeated. Right. What what makes it kind of worse, Blake? is is, well, there was a lot of third and longs they converted. There were so many third and longs. And the one thing I I would say about Matt House is all the issues LSU fans used to think of when when John Chavis got beat on third and long, these are way worse. These are way, way, way worse, okay? Some of these are missed tackles. I talked about the Denver Harris play a little bit earlier, but some of these are just guys running open and some of these are just bad calls um you know Blake we, we've not talked a lot about the pass rushing of LSU it's abysmal it, it's there, there's very little creativity very little creativity um I think I think tackles are starting to scout us with that and they're like well they're not gonna hit us with any moves we don't we don't have to worry about name that. another
0: move other than the dip and rip from Harold Perkins
1: that's it, it it's that's it I I'm 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 shocked because obviously he's, he's got all the tools he's learned to do nothing. He has yeah. learned nothing. He hasn't I, learned I, a spin
0: I, move. He hasn't learned nothing.
1: And he can—I mean, obviously, it's not for a lack of you know athleticism. I mean, I understand as a pass rusher, he's not blessed with like Max Crosby arms or anything like that. But he doesn't I mean, need to. You—you you don't absolutely need to have that to be—he's a, Von a,
0: Miller, a, bro.
1: Right. So Without the weapons, it, it's 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 very stale. The 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 pass rush, you know, from LSU, and it's also just not been good when it comes to pass rush lane integrity, with guys running free. Um, obviously the Jackson Dart play you mentioned a minute ago. So I mean, that's why you bring in Pete Jenkins to to hopefully spice things up a little bit, um, with, with some some different moves. And I hadn't and, even talked
0: about him. What do you
1: very uh, last
0: question? I swear to God, because we yeah. do got to go. What do you think of Pete Jenkins
1: coming in? I, 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 obviously, this is the most well well respected defensive line coach maybe out there. I mean, there's you can look at plenty of YouTube lectures he's done. Honestly, Blake, I would have been excited about anybody with any kind of defensive line pedigree coming into this room because I do think what can he teach him in a week, though? A lot. Okay, so I don't think he can. Yeah he he can he can help answer some of these questions okay so one question i was getting a lot of blake was why do the lsu defensive linemen have a tendency to line up about a yard off the ball okay um they 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 do do that from time to time you said do do okay i said do i did um and and honestly it is an effective technique sometimes it's done versus teams that do play a lot of Counter so you don't just over penetrate uh, a play and they just wash you out. Brockers Michael Brockers actually did some of this in in on the 2011 defense. He'll line about a yard off the ball. So Pete, you know, knows everything there is to know about defensive line play. He can go in and examine if that is actually something we should be doing. He's also going to examine if the players actually fit what LSU is trying to do. That's the
0: biggest thing. I said that. This, right. I said that today on Holberg. Right. First off, it shouldn't have taken you two losses to figure this out that you got a massive I, problem. Okay. Right. Then number yeah. but number two, I, I know the first thing he's gonna say. I've talked to Pete multiple times. He's gonna say, Don't put Mikai Wingo at the nose, you dummy. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong?
1: I don't I don't think that's gonna be the, the absolute That's the first number one thing he's, he's
0: gonna say. But deep, but deep, deep I, sourcing
1: I, 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 I do I do think I I I do think they could have said Christian like a tour. They could have said anyone with any type of defensive line experience who's worked with these guys. Booker McFarland. If they I I would have been fine with it. I just someone to come in and, and help. Because hey, you, you, know, you know right, you would would one thing. You know who
0: I would have called. You know who I would who, have called. Got it. There's a guy out there in Ruston.
1: Oh, Kyle. Let's go, Big Kyle. Uh, you, hey, you think I'm playing? Call, call, call Kyle Dub, man. He he uh, is
0: the most uh, prolific defensive interior tackle that we've ever had.
1: If you factor in pro
0: career. I I'm talking about a pro career. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not talking pro about L, at LSU. Glenn Dorsey does yeah. not know more than Kyle, than Kyle Williams. He doesn't.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, Kyle, especially since he's coaching now. He, once, he was in the league once, for
0: 27 years.
1: He played. He what,
0: played against Bart Starr.
1: Oh no! I'm. Not, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I, I. I. do want to bring up one thing. All right. Obviously, the defensive line having four different coaches in four years, um, isn't the best. Okay. That it's obviously, it's 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 not been great at all. All right. Because the the four defensive line coaches that have been here. Are, are, all have different styles, okay. And then you know, taking Ali Mason Smith, he was with Orgeron, and they they had him just firing off the football, go make a play. And then now you're you're playing in an actual scheme. It's it's different. And uh, Blake, he had a really good relationship with Jamar Kane. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know Jamar. Talked to him last night. Okay. So I don't know Jamar, but I do know someone that was close to the assistant defensive line coach Hill. I think Patrick Hill. Uh, is his name. So he he actually spent a lot of the time working with the DTs, right? So it's not just that you lose Jimmy Lindsey, you lost Jamar Kane. Hill had already left. He took a job at Colorado, then he already made it to the NFL. Uh, the Vikings took him. Um, so you got to think about all that brain power, all that experience that, that had been gone. And now you had John Giantic coming over to to coach this position it's a lot. It, it was, uh, it was a lot put on his plate. And I think somebody should have already been brought in to, to, to help. So I am excited about Pete. I'm, I'm a fan of Pete, so we'll see what he can do.
0: Got to hide his cell phone from Colin Sabin. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, Carter, so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, man. We'll talk to you. We'll All talk right. to everybody. Cheers. See you. All right. That's yeah. Carter, the power, Brian. I do got to get out of here. I'm sorry. We'll hit on some of these other topics. I'll talk about Pete Carmichael tomorrow. I swear to goodness. See y'all guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.